last night. You don't need no mama no how. Southern Rock Podcast, a southern storm of bold, liberating rock, shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast on Pantheon Podcast, where you can go and find your favorite and most preferred music podcast. It's there for you anytime you need. And also Pantheon is the home of the Metallica podcast, which is a huge deal. So uh, that's been going on for a little while. So clap and congratulations, which I'm saying that a little bit late, but nonetheless, you know, for Pantheon podcast, pretty cool. I've now subscribed to that. I haven't listened to one yet, but I cannot wait to listen. I cannot wait to listen. And Brian, before we talk about our guests and everything, I want to advertise for one of our fellow podcasters. It's our buddy Jay at the Hook Rocks. He had a great every year on around the um, the anniversary of Eddie Van Halen's death. He does a tribute episode. He's had uh, Matt Wake on, Greg Renoff, and this year he had Tracy Guns from LA Guns talking about Eddie Van Halen. And there are some really really good stories. Uh, Tracy talks about some guitar gear and amps with Eddie. It just it was really, really cool, and I just want to say everybody's listening to this should go out and check that one out and listen to it. Yeah, I'm going to have to listen to that. I, I saw that. I just I haven't listened to it yet. So, but I will. Tracy's a great, great conversationalist too. He's really good. Oh, I would imagine so. I'd love to be able to talk to him. Hopefully, that can uh, happen someday for us. That'd be great. It's, it's on our wish list. Yep, for sure. On our wish list. But what? But our we're on a run of like brother Kane related stuff, right? We are. You know, with our last episode we talked to Tony Higby, which was fantastic. And you know, it's like you're going to hear a, a story you already heard about how, you know, all those you're going to get it corroborated. Yeah, how Damon and Tony met. You know, well, Damon Johnson's our guest. We should say, uh, talking all about you know brother Kane. You know, I don't know if you want to call it a reunion or a, a revival or a. It's a, conti- tour, maybe? A, a long year, long-term continuation from a long time ago. But uh, you'll, yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll hear that story about how, how uh, Damon and and Tony met. And it's just, it's really cool that, that we were doing these back-to-back and it wasn't necessarily planned that way. It just sort of happened. Nope. And Damon's a great guy. We love talking to him. But, you know, when we talked to him last time, it was right before he announced some brother Kane shows last year kind of leading up to this. So we didn't get a, really a chance to talk to him about brother Kane a whole lot about like what's the future of it. And this time we did. And that was a great thing. So you guys kick back and relax and let's do our conversation with Damon Johnson for brother Kane. Every time I get you 
We're at the guest segment of the podcast, and Jason's going to introduce our awesome returning guest. And a returning guest he is, an awesome guest he is, and we're happy to have back on the program because he has a ton of going on, including an awesome 30th anniversary tour of the first record of his band, Brother Kane. We're welcoming Damon Johnson back to the show. How you doing, Damon? Fellas, it is a pleasure to talk to you. I'm doing really well. Thanks. Uh, grateful to be grateful to have that whole COVID thing for the most part in our rearview mirror. Yes. And, uh, it just feels like we went from zero to 160, you know, <laughs> really, really quickly. So, um, yeah, man, always good to talk to you. I'm uh, extra, extra thrilled because I know every interview we've ever done, we, we spent a fair amount talking about brother Kane and, uh, now there's a lot happening with Brother Kane. <laughs> well, before we get into that, I want to throw a comment out there. Last time we had you on was like a week or two later, you announced some Brother Kane shows last year. And I felt you perfect opportunity with us on the podcast to blow that news. And no, you had to wait and do it some <laughs> other place. <laughs> I, I, seem to, I seem to remember exactly what you're talking about. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, it's fascinating because, you know, I always kept Brother Kane in my heart and in my mind in this place of pride and, you know, but never really thinking, okay, I'm going to do this one day. One day I'm going to do this. This is a goal. This is something down the road. This is on the bulletin board. None of that. None of that. I was completely fulfilled making solo records, you know, playing with Thin Lizzy, whatever few dates they did. Um, and yeah, sometimes a phone would ring and somebody would need somebody to play for something or whatever. But um, like we talked about last time, I think, guys, I never saw Skinner coming. I didn't see an awesome new manager coming with my buddy Kevin. And I didn't see this Brother Kane thing coming. So, um, and all that is kind of been solidified in the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, let me ask you this before we kind of delve into it. Have you guys heard the two new songs? We have. Yes. We, we definitely okay, love them. Just want to make sure you had those. I'm, I'm over the moon about those two songs. So, uh, yeah, I just want to make sure you, you had those. And, and well, those let's, were... let's talk about them a little bit. Why, why you're on the subject, Damon. Those... And I, I go ahead, Brian. Sorry. As, were those left over from that session? No, or they're new, brand new. Okay, brand new, brand new songs. Um, Kevin, we had a we had a lunch meeting one day, and we're talking about all kinds of things, and and he said, you know, what would be amazing is if we had some new Brother King music. And full disclosure, guys, when he said that, I, my first reaction was like, what? what new new songs <laughs> and call it brother kane you know because in my head and then i think sometimes in the fans minds you know brother kane was this time capsule from 25 30 years ago so that initial reaction had a bit of oh shit in it but it very quickly turned to yeah what a great idea i've always got songs and it would be a lot of fun for me to sit in, you know, sit in my room where I write, 
knowing, okay, this is going to be a Brother Kane song. Now, like, where where does my where does my lyric writing go with that? Where does my guitar playing go with that? And I mean, you guys can probably judge better than me. I mean, I do feel like there's a distinction between these two new songs and, for instance, my Battle Lessons solo record or the Memoirs of an Uprising. Um, you know, particularly, uh, yeah, go ahead, Ron. I want to see what you think about that. Oh, I we forgot to remind you in the beginning, like if Jason and I raise our hand, it's just to get each other's attention so we don't talk over each other. So you don't, you don't oh, have I, to call on us. <laughs> but, okay. uh, I was okay. going to ask, did you try to have to like get into that frame of mind like from back then or does that just continuously just pick up where you left off yeah man i knew it was fallacy to try and get back in the mindset from back then um i have lived so much life i've done so many things musically i've met so many brother king fans I've talked to them, not just, you know, you know, like just since the band broke up, guys, in mm -hmm. 2000, you know, I see fans from time to time. I've interacted with them, like when I did the crowdfunding for my solo records, you know, where I would be engaged and on the socials and, um, you know, and, and the biggest thing, I, the biggest motivator in it is knowing that I'm just a much more confident songwriter now than I was back then. Songwriting was hard work for me in the nineties because as you know, I had not been a singer or a lyric writer in any other I'd ever been in until we put brother King together. I became the singer by default. So I knew if I was going to sing, I was going to need to write songs, write lyrics. I was always writing riffs and, you know, melodies and things like that so uh that was a key factor brian in me you know kind of feeling like yeah it should be new music i shouldn't be harvesting old ideas i got tons of tapes with old stuff and some of it's cool and maybe i will dig into some of that one day but both of these are brand new songs brand new ideas it's um go ahead brian Oh, I was just going to ask, um, like, you've been in the music business the way it was and the way it is now, and with, you know, when, when downloading started happening, file sharing. I'm not going to ask your opinion about that, but it, uh, I know we're talking about the new stuff, but I just want to make, make this quick question about, you know, like we talked about before, when the first Brother Kane record came out around the same time as Cry Love, and to me, that was like, the Crows had kind of opened that door to that kind of like, you know, whatever you want to call blues, rock, blues-based stuff. And now we see a ton of those kind of bands in from the Southeast and surviving. Do you, do you think it was because back then you had to sell millions of records to, in order to be successful? Um, and granted, you, you know, your career is awesome. You know, like it's same as oddly, like all the stuff he did and you did, the guys are similar. Um, but I, when I listen to either, you know, the first brother Kane record or cry love brother, it seems like that would fit in perfect with all the, Blackberry Smoke and them Dirty Roses, Georgia Thunderbolts, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so it, it, do you think that's what it was that, you know, back then uh, you had to sell millions of records to be successful to compare to where that stuff would have fit in perfectly right now and probably been continued to be successful? Yeah, man, what a great question. 
And I think that there is some truth to the fact that it could be frustrating feeling overwhelmed by any sort of, you know, imaginary pressure that, yeah, if we don't sell a million records, we're not a success. Um, I think if Brother Kane could have at least continued to grow its record sales over the three records, we probably would have found a way to stay together. But, you know, I've talked to Audley about this very thing. I mean, for, for Brother Kane and Cry of Love and probably a dozen other bands that were a little more, you know, hard blues rock influenced. It was just diminishing sales because, you know, Brother Kane, we felt we were lucky, Brian and Jason, that, you know, we kind of survived that first big crush of grunge bands. Mm -hmm. bands. You know, we liked a lot of that music. We weren't like, oh, no, look at what's happening. But, you know, between the debut record and Seeds, we still had success at radio. We did some tours. Yeah. We, we were promoted well. Um, it was hard to get on MTV, which at that time, as you know, was key to yeah. the success yep. of anybody. MTV's roster was just packed. And, you know, they weren't going to give Brother Kane a slot because they pulled off Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins is going to get that slot. We, we just weren't going to get it. So there was no other way to market the band. And, you know, Brother Kane, we weren't a, a jam band, you know, so it's not like we were out there just, you know, cultivating fans that were coming regardless of record sales or radio airplay. Right. We were very dependent on success at radio and just being promoted and marketed. And it just got harder and harder to market bands like Brother Kane, Cry of Love, uh, even like Ian Moore. Uh, even Kenny mm -hmm. Wayne Shepherd, man. Kenny Wayne Shepherd yep. had success at radio. There was a period there, man, where, you know, even he couldn't find really a place. And, you know, it's just, it's awesome to see him doing so great now. Uh, Joe Bonamas is crushing it. You know, we ran into all those guys back then. So um, I guess that's a long-winded way to say probably the new way is is far better. You know. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Well, I think if we carry on that discussion is now is a great opportunity for you to break out Brother Kane once again, because I think there's a lot more appetite for actually the music, you know, actually people playing instruments. And two, this type of music is very popular in a live theater club setting again, because we talked to a lot of those bands. Well, <clears throat> I'm, you know, we're we're hoping that you're exactly right, Jason. Um. There's a lot that we're going to see and experience on this run of shows that we're doing that basically start. We're doing a one-off in Arkansas the 14th of October, and then uh, we got a proper run that starts on the 26th, I think, 26th or 27th. And then that's going to take us right up until Thanksgiving, and then uh, we got some close-to-home shows uh, that first weekend of December. So... I, I haven't counted, but it's like 18 or 20 shows, man. That's a lot. That's a lot, man. Mm-hmm. There, there haven't been 18 or 20 brother Kane shows cumulative, including our charity events we did or a handful of little reunion dates. Nothing compares to this since the Wishpool tour. So uh, we'll see, man. We'll see what we can do. Are you guys going to be playing the first record in its entirety? We are not. Uh, that's a fair question, Brian. Um, you know, just, we just want to play too many of the other songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm committed to doing, you know, a 90 minute show every night. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm very, what is the word? Maybe it's anxious. I'm not scared. I'm not nervous, mm-hmm. but maybe I'm a little anxious uh, as to, is my voice going to hold up? Am I going to be able to sing that many shows? Because I, let's be real, guys, I haven't had a schedule. I haven't had a tour schedule like that vocally. You're not in... doing lead vocals for Skittered right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. Um, there's actually zero singing that I have to do in Skinner, which uh, Really? You don't even do background vocals or anything? No, listen, man. There's too many great singers in that band. I mean, besides, we got the girls. We got, we got Carol and and they are world-class badasses, man. And, um, you know, again, man, the Skinner thing is just so fun and it's, it's very simple, you know, and I, and I just get to play guitar and, and, you know, pay tribute to Gary and pay tribute to those songs. And it's, and it's, it's amazing. And it's incredible. And I'm, I'm having a ball and, um, you know, it's just an honor, man. And, you know, and, and it's feeling that pride being a part of that band at the same time, then, I want to show up with Brother Kane. I want to do a great job, man. I want it. I want it to be great for me. And if I feel great about it, I'm confident that the fans will feel good. I want the band guys to. I want them to look over there and go, "Yeah, man, my boy, he's killing it. Look at him. There he goes." <laughs> I just say really quick. I did get to see Skinner here in, in Fargo with uh, the Cadillac Three opening. Yeah, uh, yeah, both shows are great. Oh, right on. That's killer, Brian. I love the Cadillac Three. Um, 
Yeah, that was kind of early in the run. Um, you know, that's the best thing about this run we did with ZZ Top is we were able to get some reps. You know, we we're just playing every weekend, three shows, four shows. It was one week. We did five shows in one week. Wow. You know, the band the band is on fire right now, man. It's, it's just we can't possibly sound much better than we do right now. So uh, it's uh, it's been good. But you can appreciate what I said. Like, I want to take that energy and slide it right into Brother Kane and do as good a job there as I have been with Skinner. Uh, you've got some um, great openers going on this tour, too. I'm going to see you guys in Columbus at a great place called the King of Clubs. I've seen Faster Pussycat and Jason Charles Miller there, Samantha Fish and Jesse Dayton. You guys, it's going to be a great club. You love it. But Orianti's open that show for you guys. How did you How did you get some of these openers? Well, um, man, I'm so thrilled to, to play with Ori, to see Ori. We've been friends since 2011, and we just never – are in the same place at the same time. Um, to tell you the truth, man, I know at some of those shows, I mean, we're, we're going to actually, we're going on before Ori. Ori's. Oh, really? Yeah. Ori's, um, Ori's the real deal guys. And as you know, she has been, she has not taken her foot off the gas in any way at any time. She is so, she's got a great band. She's always writing, always recording new music, putting out new music. Uh, man, her social media, she's like a role model, man, that if, if you want to see how it's done, you, you follow Ori and, uh, she, 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 she's a good example of how to do it right. But yeah, we were super thrilled that that was able to work out, uh, credit to our booking agent because, uh, they're working with Ori. They work with Stone Horses. I'm friends with John and the guys in Stone Horses. They're a great band. I don't yeah. know if you were aware that they recorded a song that I co-wrote. Um, check it out. There's a Stone Horses song called When I Get Paid. Uh, write that down. When I Get Paid. And um, they recorded that sometime last year. And uh, as a matter of fact, I, I pointed them towards Marty Fredrickson. Marty produced the track. So, uh, so we've got some musical connection there as well so uh yeah man it's a great package we're playing with stone horses pretty much the entire run yeah that's what i saw yep we're doing four shows with ori which are going to be awesome awesome yeah i'm, I'm bringing a, a a gaggle of friends to that one for sure because we're excited to see you play and like i said it's a really nice venue yeah we're looking forward to all those man um that's the cool thing you get ori on the bill man you get to play bigger rooms <laughs> It's going to be, uh, it's just going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I think, uh, going you, back to, go, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> nobody raised their hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you'll do really well all through it, but I'm kind of interested in, in, in the shows in the Southeast that, you know, I mentioned earlier, the band, them dirty Rose was one of their guitar players, Andrew, he, like he just talked about how he loved the first record. So I'm interested to see like how a lot of our friends went coming out to see you guys. Because it's well, a similar style. Please say hello to Andrew. Tell him I said thank you for that. Um, yeah, it's, um, you know, again, guys, I've, I've let my manager, Kevin, kind of, he hasn't had to pull me, but he's definitely, we've been partners in this. And it's, and it's, it's just good to have some help because I, I don't know that I could have moved the needle 
I, I don't know that I would have just put this on my shoulders and said, all right, I'm going to do this like I've been doing my solo stuff. Um, so each step of the way, man, it's been like, okay, well, this feels good. Let's do this, you know, down to the new photos. I mean, I'm sure we're going to shoot a video for uh, probably both of these new songs. We should, man, just okay. to have it on YouTube and, you know, put it on Apple Music and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but the new music, the two new songs are the thing that I am most excited about. Um, as a guy that's been playing those songs from the 90s, you know, for 25 years, can you imagine how cool it is for me to sit down and put a set list together now? And I got two brand new songs that never existed that, that I can stick in the set. And uh, I just can't wait to play these songs live and, and uh, you know, mess around with the segues like hey let's let's come out of you know how long off the first record and go right into are you in there anymore that'll be a good lyrical transition to go from one to the other just things like that man it's just i want to want to put a good show together i want it to be great for the fans i want them to feel feel the connection to the songs lyrically because uh I mean, that's the thing, guys. All the stuff that I've been listening to for inspiration over the last couple decades, man, it's, it's like I don't necessarily, I'm not looking for hot, you know, hot shit guitar players anymore. I've heard enough great guitar players to last me the rest of my life. I'm looking for songwriters, man. Mm -hmm. Great lyrics, great stories, great, great singing, great phrasing. That's the stuff that gets me excited. And I'll jump up and run downstairs and grab a pen and paper and start, you know, trying to put a new idea together um so I'm, I'm i'm as proud of these songs lyrically as i am musically you know i'd be uh just talked to a, a gentleman and you know this will be this episode and this other episode will be part of a double header next week but we had tony higby on what a jerk that oh. guy's the worst <laughs> oh boy <laughs> we we meant to do like an hour with him it turned into two hours just because it was like a fun conversation he kind of rolled with all our humor <laughs> he's great guys listen i'm i didn't realize that you had talked to tony um i cannot say enough about how much i love that guy um did did he tell you the story about when he and i first met face to face he may have, but you could. He told us this. a little bit how you asked him to get in the band, but maybe not how you guys first met. So you may want to uh, refresh our memories. So Linda and the kids and I had just moved to Nashville 2013. And I had to go to Guitar Center to, to buy something like a tuner or something small. Yeah. So I go up to the counter to pay for it. And the guy running the register goes, hey, man, you're Damon Johnson from Brother Kane. And nobody had said that to me, man, and forever. You know, I'd just been in Alice Cooper and, you know, I'd been in Thin Lizzy for a couple of years. So I just, I didn't hear Brother Kane very often in those circles. And uh, I said, yeah, man, that's me. What's your name? He goes, I'm Tony. And uh, he didn't blink. He goes, listen, man you need to put that band back together and I need to be your other guitar player. Yeah. He did tell us that. And, he did. And I just, in my mind, I was like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? <laughs> <laughs> and I, 
and I, you know, I probably said something like, oh, wow, man, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad you love the band. It was nice to meet you. Have a good day. And I split. And I went out to the car, and Linda was in the car, and I got in, and I'm putting on my seatbelt. I said, you're not going to believe this. This guy, this guy had the balls to say, you should put Brother <laughs> You should put the band back together, and I should be your guitar player. And then, of course, um, you know, like, I don't know, three years after that, I put a solo band together and I started asking around and Tony's name came up time and time again. And I was like, well, I'm going to go check this guy out. And sure enough, man, smoking guitar player, great singer, good dude. And uh, he's been my right hand man now for all kinds of things. It's crazy. So uh, I love Tony. I love Tony. And I'm I'm so proud to have him be a part of this. His his everything about him, man, his work ethic, his musicality, his love of records, his love of coffee. I mean, we just we're uh, <laughs> yeah. we're united on lots of things, man. It, it was also interesting. He talked about a lot of you. There's so many people that were like in a same area in like East Nashville for a while there, and mentioned you know uh, Tyler Bryant and uh, and uh, Brian Forsyth from Kicks and. Um, but the thing that was funny, and I didn't know this, <laughs> he was talking about, you know, yeah, I'd be looking out the window, and there I see Oddly Free jogging in his, like, 1970s headband and basketball shorts. And I'm like, that's kind of a nice visual. <laughs> no, it's all true. It's all true. Everybody's there, man. Everybody's in there. Everybody. Um, everybody. I see Tom Peterson at the airport all the time. Um. You know, I, I, man, I met Jimmy Vaughn at baggage claim at the airport just a couple months ago, guys. I might have been I might have been literally nervous because I was like, man, there's <laughs> no like there's no way I am not going over and saying hello to Jimmy Vaughn. And he couldn't have been cooler. He was so cool. And he's like, what are you doing, man? He goes, you coming home? Or are you leaving? I said, no, I live here. Uh, I moved here about 10 years ago. He goes, you playing a lot? I said, yeah, man, I'm playing guitar in Leonard Skinner. He goes, that's a good gig. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said, it's a pretty good gig, Jimmy. I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm, my wife and my family is going to meet me here. We're going to hang out in Nashville for a couple of days. And uh, then we're going to go out and do some shows with Eric Clapton. And I said, Jimmy, that's awesome, man. Well, I love you and your music, and it's an honor to meet you. He's like, good to meet you too, man. Tear it up out there. I'll see you again. Just That wouldn't have happened in Birmingham, fellas. That would have never happened yeah. in Birmingham. Well, so, Tony uh, mentioned uh, Tom Kiefer as well. Can't forget that. <laughs> of course. Oh, man, listen, Tom, Tom. I, we've talked about it. Guys, listen, I, I wasn't uh, – I was not – I didn't have a bunch of those 80s band records in my collection. I just didn't. I didn't. Uh, we talked about it. I got fired up about the Black Crows and Guns N' Roses. And before yeah. that, I was still listening to Van Halen and ACDC and Deep Purple and and then all the all the classic stuff before that. So um, I mean it sincerely of all of those bands. The one I liked the most was Cinderella. Tom's songwriting, his great guitar playing. And just his fucking rock star sachet, man. Dude, that guy's a star. That guy is a star. I forget who. I, I took my wife. 
my, my first wife, Jamie, we would go to concerts all the time. And I saw Cinderella open for somebody. I can't remember. But I just remember standing there on the floor in the general admission going, that guy's a rock star. That's a big rock star right there. Great entertainer. And, uh, yeah, now he's my neighbor in Nashville. I see him at Starbucks all the time. <laughs> really We've been good. trying to get him on the podcast. Tell him to get on. <laughs> Tony's supposed to remind him, too. Tony Tony uh, made it sound like it's like seeing Tom is like seeing Bigfoot. Like people are like, <laughs> I saw Tom, I saw Tom Kiefer at Home Depot. Well, listen, if you hang out, if you hang out in Bellevue at the Starbucks or the Publix grocery store, it's not it's not a rare sighting. Because look, everybody's <laughs> got to get coffee, everybody's got to get bacon and eggs. But to get Tom on a podcast, yes, that would be like seeing Bigfoot. Right. Um, yeah 100 it's 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 one of our goals in life um hey let's go back to those two new tracks real fast i'm curious as who recorded those with you like who would musicians were playing with you and where you recorded them at listen man it's the band it's the new band okay the big thing and i'm so glad you you brought that up jason the thing that was the most fun and the most exciting for me is i got marty frederickson to produce both tracks um, I've been wanting us to do something together. We've done a few things together over the years, but, you know, I've been busy. He's been busy. Nothing really so focused as this. And it just made sense, man. Uh, there would not have been a brother came period without the songs that Marty Fredrickson and I wrote together before we put that first record out. We wrote Got No Shame, Heart Act to Follow Together, two of the three singles from that record. Then we wrote Full Shine On. We wrote Bread Maker, Voice of Eugenia, The Success of Seeds, Wish Pool. We wrote I Lie in the Bed I Make, Machete. You know, all the radio songs, man, with the exception of yeah. one I wrote with Marty. So um, I had the demo for Blinded by the Sun. I knew the riff was badass and the storytelling was was good. And uh, I sent it to him and he loved it straight away. And he said, man, I got some ideas. We could we could work on this. And uh, he definitely took it to a better place, um, you know, that I wouldn't have taken it on my own. I did as good a job as I could. And then we went from there. The other song, Are You In There Anymore? Um, I had to give a, uh, a partial co-write to my old buddy, Ricky Warwick. He had that line. Are you in there anymore? Are you in there anymore, my friend? Because it's getting hard to tell. I had saved that from some writing we were doing for Black Star Writers way back in 2015. And every time I would play that back on my phone, I'd go, man, I love that so much. I'm going to do something with that one day. So when I had finished Blinded by the Sun, um, I don't know, man. I just stumbled over that. Uh, I'd been reading a couple books and just, I don't know. I said, let me, let me see if I can take this further down the path. And guys, I'm as proud of those lyrics. I swear to God of, as I am any song I've ever written in my whole career, there's something in the storytelling, in the phrasing. Um, it is shamelessly you know, my feeble attempt at trying to be as cool as Springsteen or Tom Petty or Phil Lina, um, you know, all those guys just tell such great stories. And there's a lot of 
there's a lot of words. There's a lot of, you need that sometimes, man, to get the, to get the point across. So, um, I was a little like, is this as good as I think it is? Cause I think it's real good. <laughs> um, no, it is. It, it's, it's modern, but you can tell it's brother Kane. It's modern. It's not so hard edged blues. It may not maybe necessarily has Americana. Cause I know you said petty, but it's, it's a good rock melodic, uh, both those tracks. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Well, when Marty got excited about the second song, then I was like, well, Hey man, cause he's, he, he's Marty does not, mess around that's why he's so successful that's why he's so yeah. great he that's a around. smooth track I'll, I, I'll i don't know whether word to describe it but it's smooth well it certainly came together fast jason yeah i sent the guys my demo i sent my demo to marty he goes it's great i love it uh, oh and that's the other thing man he was in europe he was literally in greece co-writing for a whole other thing we had a finite like two days that we could get in the studio and he wasn't going to be back. So he produced the track via zoom, just like we're talking <laughs> right now. Technology. We had, up, we had him up on the monitor and his son, Evan, Evan's in his early twenties now, I guess he's a badass engineer, man. So Evan mic'd up all the drums and got all the sounds and everything. And so uh, Marty, he produced it by proxy. And uh, I mean, man, I went in there, I sang like two or three takes of the vocal, the guitars, the sound of the guitars was amazing. Jared Pope, Jared, Jared Pope, guys, played his ass off on both of these songs. Uh, and especially Are You In There Anymore? It's just, just such quality, man. And Glenn played great bass. Tony's in there somewhere. Um, and Buck. Buck Johnson. Buck was on tour with Hollywood Vampires. He was in Brazil. I sent him the tracks. He plays it in his hotel room, sends me the file. We load it up. Easy peasy, man. It all came together fast. Hey, uh, I know you're doing the 30th anniversary of the first Brother Kane record, but you also have announced and uh, reissues or actually first time on vinyl that record, right? Right. First time on vinyl ever. Virgin never put those those albums out on vinyl. And we are absolutely going to get to Seeds in Wishpool at some point. Um, so much fun, guys. Uh, it is one of the beautiful bonuses of working with Kevin. Kevin and his business partner, Dave. They're really in the whole vinyl world. They've got a vinyl record club that they run. And just they're so passionate about vinyl. And they really help. All of us carry the ball on that. They've done an amazing job. And uh, I trust you probably saw when we announced the the pre-order, man, the variants are cool. There's a couple mm -hmm. cool bundles and and uh, different colors, different packages, CDs, like all sorts of stuff. I mean, I, man, I get the Brother Kane, Damon Johnson newsletter. That's how I saw it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, man. Well, and in case you missed it, the CD does have two unreleased track bonus tracks from 1992. We recorded those at the same time we did the record and we just didn't have enough room to put them on. And, uh, you know, we picked 11 other songs and, and those were left off. And uh, so those were recorded back then, original guys. Uh, 
you know, man, I, I squirm a little bit because I hear that young Damon Johnson. <laughs> trying to, he's trying to sound like Chris Robinson and <laughs> failing miserably. <laughs> yeah, but no offense, but nobody can sound like him. He's one of the greatest front men ever. One of the greatest front men ever. No doubt, man. No doubt. Uh, what I was going to ask is you just answered it. So the, the two tracks that you recorded are not the bonus tracks that come with that expanded, that, that final issue or the CD issue. Right. The two, there's two, two unreleased bonus tracks on the CD. And then we have the two brand new songs that we're manufacturing guys on a seven inch single, uh, you know, a 45 RP. Yeah. Inch and we're going to bundle those at the gigs with the 30th anniversary vinyl for whoever wants those. Uh, right save on. me Super one cool. for Columbus. Put Super me one cool. back for Columbus, please. I'm I'm there. Take my money. I, yeah, listen, Jason, I think uh I think I overdid it. I think I ordered too many. So we're going to have plenty. Okay. <laughs> you, you said you said you get that Damon Johnson newsletter. Be looking yeah. for uh, some kind of new bundle coming around Christmas time. Like, Hey, if you buy this shirt, you can bundle it with the, because <laughs> we got to get rid of these. We got too many <laughs> great stocking stuffers guys. You know, vinyl's yeah. a big deal now. Everybody likes vinyl. Totally, man. Totally. Totally. Well, I, I know you, you probably have time. You got to, got to roll. Are you good? We got to let you go. Yeah, listen, man, let's do a couple other questions if you got them. And then I, I am going to need to jet because I I, uh, I got a, some moving parts today. Oh, I bet you're a man in demand. We're just glad you gave time back to your old friends to get on here to chat with us. You are my old friends, fellas. It's always <laughs> great to talk to you. I mean it. I love it. I, love it. I got one that's kind of got some humor with it, too. But, I mean, um are you going to be playing the same, like, is you when you write your set, does that stay solid for the whole thing? Because, like, uh, I, I'm uh, thinking about, like, times when I saw the Black Crows and people yelling out songs and stuff, and I would never do that. But, you know, if I was a Brother Kane show, I might yell out, uh, Stone's Throw Away. <laughs> Man, listen, here's, to, here's the goal with all of that, Brian. I want to have as many songs in our arsenal as possible. It's fun for me musically to mix it up. I think the shows benefit from mixing up, especially after playing with Alice and Lizzie and Skinner for so many years. I understand the need to have a consistent set list. There's production involved. There's all kinds of stuff involved. I get it. I get it. I get a little... What's a softer word than bored? I don't get bored. But I just like knowing, oh, here's one we haven't played. This is going to be cool. Let's play this one tonight. Stone's Throw Away is a perfect, perfect example of one that I'd love to have in our back pocket. And and look, I like to call an audible sometimes, you know, in between songs. Hey, guys, I, I don't want to sing what's on the list right now. Let, let's let's play Horses and Needles. Let's play, uh, you, you know, let's let's try doing the crow flies off a of wish pool or, you know, whatever. Um, I, I want us to be as ready as we can. We got a couple big rehearsal days uh, this coming Sunday and Monday. And the guys kind of have a master list that I sent with way more songs than we than we would ever play in one set. So uh, we want to mix it up for sure. You want any, any like old 
favorite covers in there or something or maybe you know it's important the cool thing about that question brian is that i don't know i've done so many covers through the years and so many settings um right now i think for this whole 30th anniversary thing i do feel that this kind of sense of pride of like mm. all right man we're we're celebrating Brother Kane. We're celebrating the debut 30 years ago that gave me life, literally gave me a career in this business. We would not be talking had it not been for that first record in 1993. So I think I want to keep the focus on Brother Kane uh, for this run for sure. There's no way we'll leave out playing some covers of some kind at some point. Uh, I mean, what? how wild is it, guys? That back in 93, when we were first touring and we only had the songs on the debut record, we would either do Jailbreak by Lizzie or we would do Saturday Night Special by Skinner. Nice. And you played in both bands. <laughs> who does that? <laughs> who does Who does that? That's never happened in the history of music. Yeah. It, you know, I missing was an Alice okay, Cooper song so, to cover. So, so Richie Faulkner used to do Judas Priest covers in, uh, you know, in England when he had his pub bands. He told me that. But uh, there's not too many examples like that, for sure. So, uh, yeah, man, we'll do some covers. I want to do some damn Tom Petty covers. I know that. There you go. I want to do that. That'll be amazing. Like, I, I'm, I'm so excited to see you guys play when this this anniversary tour got announced it was like i was looking scouring for ohio dates and thank you for coming to columbus so i don't have to travel anywhere love columbus buddy i, I was glad to see it on on the uh you know on the itinerary we used to play there a lot as you know we brother came play columbus a lot probably um, the newport I, i'm gonna guess yeah yeah, yeah the yeah. newport the Newport uh, King of Clubs is nicer than Newport. It's a refurbished space and it looks great. It's really nice on the inside. Great, man. Great. Great. My my last question for you, Damon, is what size shirt do you wear? I am in the process of getting back into a medium, fellas. Wow. I'm on the program. I'm doing my push-ups. I'm running a 5K four times a week. So a uh, medium, please. Wow. You nice. got it. Uh, we got, we got you and Tony shirts coming and, you know, I'll talk to Tony or somebody. And if I get the other sizes of the bands, I'll bring everybody a all things blues and Southern rock t-shirt. Oh dude, that's so awesome of you, Jason. Well, I got to imagine brother shows up with a bunch of shirts. We might figure out a way to do a trade of some kind. That's awesome. Thank you. We'll see, Thank but you. I am, we, Brian and I are proud enough just to give you guys some of our swag to wear and, Right on, man. Because we well, like you guys. I, uh, I was all you know. It's so I love working with Melissa and Michelle. They're so great. And uh, you know, when I saw your name come in on one of the emails, I was like, hell yeah! Talking to those cats. So uh, <laughs> again, sorry that we got that. I was so tardy twice. Um, Listen, you're a big deal rock star. We're just happy to have you for whatever time we can get, man. <laughs> I wish that were true. I wish I was a big deal rock star. I'm just a busy guy with five kids and two grandkids. Wow. Two bands to rehearse with and get ready for and suitcase and laundry. And it's just everything. What do you do with all your free time? What are your hobbies? (laughs) (laughs) 
These are good problems to have, fellas. Good problems. <laughs> they, they are good problems to have. And it's uh, where where does everybody go though if they want to find out for dates of either Brother Kane, Skinner, check out this new um, release, our 30th anniversary release. Like, where do we go to send everybody to get all that stuff? It's easy and has always been easy. And I'm proud that we've done a good job of keeping DamonJohnson.com pretty flush with all of that. That's a one-stop place to go and see all the tour dates. The Brother Kane website is popping. It looks so good, guys. I'm so proud of how that's turned out. So BrotherKane.com. And, of course, LeonardSkinner.com is uh, legendary. Man, they got, they got so much great content for the whole history of that band. And I am just so honored to be just a tiny footnote in their story. So, uh yeah, man, all those websites are great, and uh, I'm getting better at the social media, guys. Slowly but surely, I'm yeah, getting better. Yeah, you're doing well. So you post stuff, Instagram. You get throw stuff on Twitter every now and again. Yeah, yeah, we're doing it, man. But I, I appreciate you uh, sharing all that with your listeners, and uh, looking forward to seeing you guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on, and. Uh, who knows, man? Maybe we'll have a full-length Brother Kane coming one of these days soon. We can talk about that. That'd be great. <laughs> and you're welcome anytime. And before I throw it over to Brian for him to close this interview out, just a reminder for everybody listening, if you do see Damon Johnson in a Guitar Center music shop, remind him of an old band he used to be in and tell him you want to be part of it and you never know what may happen. <laughs> <laughs> right, Brian? Yes, you are correct. Thank you so much to Brother Damon Johnson, man. It's just so great to talk to you again and such a full circle moment for me in that first record being the soundtrack to my early 20s. So it's it's, it's so awesome, man. Thanks oh, for coming on. I really appreciate awesome. it. You're awesome, dude. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much, man. I'm, uh, you know, we never took the fans for granted back then. And it's just so humbling to me to be this far down the path and, and they're still there. And I've always said, man, Brother Kane fans are some of the most passionate in the world. I just wish there were about 400,000 of them, but we'll take the 4,000 we have and we're, we're good at world domination, fellas. Here we go. We're coming. Let's go. Thank you so much once again for the amazing Damon Johnson joining us. I just, I always get a kick out of that. It's, it's, it kind of reminds me it's, it's full circle in a sort of the same way as kind of similar to, to Jamie St. James, you know, uh, record first brother Crane record coming out, you know, in my early twenties, and all of a sudden I'm talking to the dude now. Yeah, and he's just so nice, just a good dude to, to chat with. Very busy guy, he had all sorts of stuff going on, Brian. So I was glad he was able to uh, get some time in for us. But I would, you know, he's doing four or five gigs a week with uh, Skinner. Now he's going out on this thirtieth anniversary thirtieth anniversary tour for the that brother Kane record. Yeah, and he was just picking up the trailer. So he's like, hey, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, man, that's totally <laughs> cool. You know, like, <laughs> that's uh, higher on your priority list. Um, but uh, but he squeezed us in, and he was a pleasure, as always, to talk to. And corroborated Tony Higby's version of how he got to play in Brother Kane. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, right? <laughs> hey, you should get Brother Kane back together. I'll be in your band. <laughs> Who the hell does this guy think he is? Well, he even he even went down to it as like, what that little shit? And he's like, well, you know what? Maybe he's right. <laughs> and that he was. loved it. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, hope you guys loved it too. So always remember, Southern Rock is reverent. Blues is blood. We'll see you next time.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.